0: Hi, folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 28th of June 2015. I think it was back in the late 90s that on someone's radio show I mentioned, for the first time, the chem spray and global warming uh, nonsense that was tied into it and so on, because I'd noticed 98. They started to spray where I was living at the time in Ontario daily, heavily too. In fact, the first time I saw it, it wasn't even as high as it is today. All these jet trails all over the place. It was literally, and I mean literally, walking out one morning and the whole sky at a low level had these thick trails and it it truly was a crisscross pattern, perfect crisscross pattern, deliberate obviously. And it was like walking into a science fiction TV set or something. It was so obvious. And, uh, of course, nothing was said at the time about what was happening or why it was happening. But something big was obviously happening. And it wasn't until a few years later that they started talking in the papers about international geoengineering meetings with the top scientists, etc., uh, all putting their points of view across, that if, if they ever started to geoengineer the climate, uh, then um, they were talking about all the, the side effects there would be and so on. In other words, they were meeting for real meetings because they were already doing the geoengineering, but for the public, uh, the public were not to know that it was underway already. So there were no admissions were ever actually made at the time. Some admissions have been made since, but the thing is, Anything on a big scale happens; happens doesn't go through the regular media to general population because those in control of the new governments, the new kind of governments, are, are different altogether from the old type of governments. And I thought about that too. There's a whole bunch of thinking spins off that particular area. And when you think about it, you see, during the Cold War, everything changed. Everything changed. The whole idea actually started even during World War Two, and then very quickly went into the Cold War. And things had changed then of secrecy becoming uh, the priori of all government uh, mandates and so on. The public were not really know about why the things were happening. They weren't educated enough to go along with it or approve of it. Therefore, you simply don't tell them. And, of course, that's been the way ever since. And it's been accelerating under this... Uh, Terrorism idea, international terrorism. It's to go on forever, and I've mentioned the articles before, over the years, from the top ponchos involved in anti-terrorism and so on. They said to get used to it. It's there forever. It will be forever because it's a new type of governance, as like to call it, where you simply you simply get decrees from the top, and uh, that's the way the old Soviet system used to be. In fact, decrees came from the top, and. Uh, the, the governments are not really accountable to the public. They've also gone into a lot of trouble through massive propaganda and indoctrination over years and years and years to wean the public away from the old idea that the government was responsible to the people for whatever they did. The whole idea of democracy was that you elected representatives to represent you and your opinions and the people and the welfare and the good of the people. But today it really is different, very, very different. Uh, what they managed to do is kind of push that off into particular minority rights at the time that they're pushing for instead of the whole population and that's how they, they, they got away with all of that as they changed it into a more uh, orderly, um, uh, mandated, controlled society which those who've been growing up since even 2001 with 9-11 happening uh, think it's all quite normal uh, that anti terrorism and government spying on everyone is, is just a natural natural thing. Children do that when you grow up in a, a, a system where you're young enough, you think it's all quite natural. Even if your country's occupied during massive wars, you'll think it's all somehow quite normal. And uh, it isn't too much later you start to ask the questions as to why this is normal and so on. However, with indoctrination today, and the, the beauty of anti-terrorism is that it can, it does, it always does spread to every avenue. Um, nothing to do really with terrorism itself, but to, to gather all information on every single person in a particular nation, and in many other nations today, of course. Uh, and uh, there's there's no there's no comeback to the public. It's just rather nasty. It, it can only end in a, in a terrible, terrible system which is again it's, it's not getting get made up piecemeal it's not happenstance and so on it was planned a long time ago with all the repercussions that there would be on society and the kind of society that the futurists who worked with the, the big government agencies and think tanks and international bodies which they, pro- they said would happen they could mould a whole new kind of uh, system and culture where the public would be trained uh, that, that it wasn't their place so even It wasn't even necessary to to ask what governments were all about, what's going on and so on, just to accept the way things are and to obey. And and pretty well, that's been getting pushed for an awful long time now. Now getting back to the chemtrailing and all that, when the first geoengineering meetings were taking place, they said, well, if they they were to do it uh, and if if they started to do it in a high-level stratosphere, it could take up to 10 years to get the real loading dose to really control the weather and Sure enough about 2008 uh, That's when where I live here now this new part of Ontario. I've moved to um, I've been here for quite some years now, but For 2008 the weather has suddenly changed even worse rain 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 all summer long and You get maybe four days of sunshine throughout the summer now. It's been so incredibly wet and the winters are so darn freezing because you never get the sun. This is all side effects of the massive geoengineering programs, which of course are never factored into, never factored into uh, all the so-called control models that they're using for projecting what's happening to the weather control and all the rest of it, is for for the IPCC. And all the so-called climate specialists If they don't factor it in uh, And of course they won't factor it in Because we're not supposed to know And there's been no admissions They're actually doing it Then you can't get an accurate result, can you? So of course the the whole idea Is to give the impression That it's all man-made causes This is weather disruption And uh, technically it is Because it's done by science And by big authoritative bodies at the top who are obviously using our tax money to do it all. Uh, but it's not done by the general population. But it's the general population is going to get the blame, and they are getting the blame for, for causing weather disruption. It's all your fault. Because a new system, and even the next stage of the new system, is getting brought in, of course, an authoritative system where experts run, on behalf of their masters, the, big, the richest guys in the world, on behalf of their masters, they'll run the world in an orderly controlled fashion, Uh, and that's really what it's all about. That means every individual has to be monitored and completely understood uh, from birth to death. That's been a goal (laughs) of these particular control freaks, you might say, for well over a century, well over a century. Now, where I am too, in Canada, we we're notorious for having mosquitoes, but, of course, prior to the heavy geoengineering, we generally saw mosquitoes mainly, they come out mainly in big bursts in the evenings, like elsewhere. But now they're out all day long, and all night long as well, and they don't get the heat to shrivel them up and dry out their breeding grounds. And so they're incredibly incredibly prolific. I mean, it's just, it's unbearable at times, honestly and what a fantastic way to get folk out of the areas in the country and everywhere else and into the the, the city surroundings the cities still go around at night and so on and they, they go around the ditches at the sides of the roads and they spray and all the rest of it to keep mosquito populations down because you don't get it so much in the country therefore you're at mercy of these uh, uh these bugs and believe you me I've, i every year i contribute a lot of blood uh to wildlife you know, so I do my bit, uh, but now it's too much. I mean, you get kind of anemic after a while. And the proliferation, too, of the deer fly, uh, uh, I don't know why they call them deer fly, because they seen seeming preferred people. They come in swarms now. They didn't do that prior to 2005 or six. I saw them come out suddenly all at once back then, and I said, what's going on here? I even thought they were modified. Who knows? It'd be quite simple to do now, to modify bugs. The... Bio-warfare boys have been doing that for Since at least the 40s 1940s So anyway The deer fly come at you They're far more aggressive The whole idea the old deer fly Can maybe one at a time once in a blue moon And he'd land on you You didn't know he'd been on you Unless someone saw it on you Or you saw it on you And the idea is to get blood and get away Without getting swatted These new ones come And they're so aggressive They bounce off your face And come right back at you again And swarms Now you'll never get admission From any government authority in this day and age And never will again forever as far as I can see That uh, uh, there are many techniques being used And they're in play now To get Agenda 21 through It's got many other names for the same agenda smart growth, smart cities, sustainable developments, all the same agenda. To get run into overcrowded slum cities, basically. If they're not slums now, a lot of them will be, once they're overcrowded. And most cities are always overcrowded in this day and age. Not with homebred populations, but massive immigration. Always going into the big cities, you see, that's where they go. And now that you have all these trade deals and all the rest of it, and the opening up of borders, it's going to proliferate. All this was all planned, all of it, all of it, all these parts I'm talking about were planned a long time ago, including the fallouts. As old Rockefeller used to say, Dave Rockefeller, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. So if your particular generation goes through hell during all the upheavals and readjustments and all the rest of it that brings all the chaos, it's just too bad, you can't make the omelette without breaking eggs. And you obviously are not the chef. you have no saying at all, so in a anyway we 're going through massive changes, and austerity is a big part of it. Remember, therefore, you have to get all these bank crashes and so on, and amalgamations of banks into new consortiums all planned between the banks they don 't do anything with it. Oh, the banks being on board with it and going to benefit from it all, but they 've got to change it all the whole structure of the system, and just like the the eu this massive European Union with a central bank running all the countries, then you'll and a, a currency of its own. Then they'll will to introduce one, of course, for the Americas, and the Americas also includes the, the various Pacific Rim countries and all the rest of it too. Yeah, that's all part of it. So they're bringing a central bank for all these countries too. That's on this. That's definitely been slated because that's the way it was planned a long time ago. Therefore, what we're Living under today is a completely new, well planned, in advance system. The whole system is new. The perception of it, of course, is obscure. The most vote, they still think they're under democracy because they're still allowed to vote. And that's the beauty of, of this whole thing. People still can vote thinking, well, we're free, we can get good guys in who'll get the bad guys out and things like that, because they think that that's how the system used to work. It never really did for an awful long time, because politicians are a particular breed of people who are very ambitious, and they plan to go into politics at a fairly early age generally, and uh, they're vetted along the way by the controllers who size them up for keeping their eyes shut. Um, for towing the party line and and so on and, and that's all they have to do uh, because the, ma- the masters at the top who run the whole system uh, put the boys in at the top, the, the party boys at the top uh, are all part of the structural control system and today uh, there's less evidence of course of what you think of as democracy in existence. The appearance of it, of course, will linger for a while to a lot of people because the propaganda will keep up the realism of it all. There's an old, old, old ancient saying, in fact, about people asking for truth and being told that they couldn't handle the truth. Most folk truly cannot handle the truth. Our psychology is so well understood our indoctrination has been so well done with the, the, the work of behaviorists and the, the, the neuroscientists and so on through the educational systems, which are standardized now pretty well throughout the world, to create a new kind of, of citizen who doesn't ask questions, who is absorbed uh, uh, with the pl- plethora, the avalanche of trivia they give you every day, the nonsense and entertainment, uh, To distract you and so on, that they don't know or care, really, most of them, what's happening. They feel safe in their little bubble, as I've mentioned so many times, believing in a kind of subconscious way that the people above them that hear on TV, news, or whatever are somehow specialists and and more superior people who deal with all the big, complicated economic problems and all the other problems and leave it to them, as their business, you don't understand, are too simple to understand it. And that has unfortunately been awfully well indoctrinated into everybody today. That was planned well over a hundred years ago. Over a hundred years ago, remember the, these science, the scientists basically um, of um, breeding and genetics and uh, class, the, the, the breeding of perfect citizens and so on, was a big, big thing. They had no problems back in the late 1800s and the early 1900s in Britain, and even more so in the U.S., more openly, about the perfect American family, say. They had their own magazine, and it was all to do with IQ levels and how successful they all were and how economically prosperous they all were. Uh, And they were the perfect uh, uh, breeding group, basically, to breed with other Approved, approved and uh, applauded basically other families of their own ilk and they had no problem then too mandating that those who were below par to an extent for a particular system should be sterilized and some countries of course went a lot further than just sterilizing them later on but the whole idea never faded away and it hasn't faded away It's it's well taken care of at the top, believe you me, and well discussed at the top levels of the world. Not just countries anymore, but the whole world and the big think tanks and all the rest of it. And we're run so perfectly, as I say, through scientific means and through the use of stringing together the proper words in the right sequences which embed themselves in your brain, basically, and become your opinions. And you never question any of them. You think, this, who would want to lie to you? So the first thing you must do as a con man is to get the person to believe you. If they believe you, why, why would you be lying to them? It doesn't enter their head. So naivety instilled in the general population is awfully important. Awfully important. Now, a 100 years ago, they didn't simply talk about genetic breeding and so on for the superior races of people running the world. They also talked about how to control all of the rest of society along the way. And the wealthy elites, 100 years ago, had been worried for quite some time about the growing populations that were getting elementary education and could read and write some of them for the first time. And read books, my goodness, how, what a dangerous thing that could be. And they'd get together and demand rights and they'd go through suffrage and, and authorize, of course, get permits and so on for their demonstrations and their protests. It was all authorized. And the big boys thought, well, it's best to let them think they're getting something for a while than having them go through revolutions. And they came up with uh, the scientific ideas which really went to town using tax money to find out ways of studying us all minutely, to find out how to control us much, much better. And today it's pretty well perfected. Another thing I noticed back in the mid-90s was that suddenly, pretty suddenly, there was a a shift from national news, which was pretty well traditional up until then, to international news. And crises abroad all over the place, and of course, that was intention too, was to wean your thoughts away from what's happening at home and getting filled with things that didn't seem to matter. Things happening all over the world, and things you could do nothing about in the first place across the world because you couldn't uh, do anything about it. You didn't have your government wasn't responsible to for them like doing things in other countries. And so it was outside the only right that you had at the time was to vote, of course. Therefore, you felt kind of helpless if you even thought about it at all. And then, of course, they stepped up all the the entertainment big time. And then, of course, we, we got the internet later on. And since then, it's, it's been a, a perfect system of control. In fact... They mentioned too that even when they first talked about giving a new system of communication to everybody on the planet, even Brzezinski mentioned that in the seventies, long before we'd hear of an internet or anything like that, uh, that uh, that would be that would be the next step towards the, this new uh, world system of control, basically, because in a totalitarian push, which precedes the next part of the system, notice if a totalitarian type push, either through war, or war on something, or war on terror, today of course, then they have to know what everyone is up to to feel secure in the ruling systems above you. Not just government, but above government, those who really control everything, and economy, etc. So they have to know everyone's business minutely to make sure that you're all predictable. And the beauty of it, and terrorism, is it's so vague uh, that they can turn up the, the guns back on, uh, or the telescopes, you might say, or the microscopes on their own people, not just the ones abroad who supposedly are the terrorists. And therefore, everyone's under the microscope. Therefore, we're definitely uh, going through a brand new system as we live today. And it's not going to be a pleasant one because it's to involve economics and your whole way of living and bring you into eventually a completely new way of living altogether, a new normal. Now, the main reason I'm talking about these things tonight is because we don't get any news. We haven't had real news for an awful long time. Whatever news we get is authorized news by public relations experts, often from different agencies, governments, and even big corporations, just handed to the news media, who quite happily put it in there as an article, and that's, today, was called news. Now, public relations, remember, was a term that was changed during Edward Bernays' time from propaganda, and propaganda, at that time of Bernays, got bad Connotations at the time, because it meant to do about swaying truth of course, to ob- obtain or a, 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 a goal, so swaying news or e- even directing news uh, and all information basically to, to achieve a particular goal, and it got a bad connotation, so they changed it to public relations. And every department, even your local police station, will have public relations experts who liaison between what's to be told to the public and what's not to be told to the public. And much of what they don't tell you is simply by omission. Uh, Meanwhile, you think, you know, all happened in a particular thing uh, because of what they say in it. Um, so, And then again, you accept that as perfectly true as well. You don't know if, the, if there's some other reason why they're after someone, if it's a political reason or anything else. And that's how it goes. We accept what we're told. In other words, government is not responsible to the general populations anymore. <laughs> that's the bottom line. It's an entity unto itself. And what it's really all about is a mystery to the general population who are trained to believe, again, that it's too complicated for them to understand. This is the new system. Now, lots of people attack the messenger. And I've had my share of it over the years, too, even on mainstream shows and so on, Some people would ask me, or the host would ask me, or say to me, you know, you're a bit of a pessimist, and so on. Well, I'm not playing a game like a lot of the hosts are. I didn't go in to get incredibly rich or anything like that. And um, I'm not going to give the people false hope. But I would try to explain to them that you can't take something on in any possible fashion whatsoever unless you have as many facts as possible and you understand what's happening. And these people did not understand the complexity and, and totality of all of the things that were happening, how everything was intertwined and all the rest of it. Most will get, All they can do is, is pick on certain things that are happening at the time and, and they'll speak out and, and, and rant about them and so on without realizing how they all tie in together. We're not getting run by idiots here in this day and age, and this, this is a scientific age, we're, we're getting run by professionals. And everything is interlinked at the top of this one massive system. And even if you want to oppose it in some way, and by opposing, I don't want to talk, talk about violence or anything else, even if you want to change it, it won't happen under the existing system. It can't happen. Because the system is not the old system. Today you have populations where integrity and even a form of patriotism of politicians for the countries they're supposed to represent isn't there anymore. It really isn't there anymore. And that's one thing most folk cannot grasp. As I say, they're pre-selected before they get into politics. They couldn't run for politics unless they're pre-selected by the ruling system, way above what you think government is. And they wouldn't get the money to run for politics either, and they wouldn't get a mention in the newspapers, which are also part of the whole system, and they always have been. Real news today, and more so in days to come, it's getting scarcer and scarcer to get real news. I don't, by that I don't mean about Lady Gaga or whatever they're prattling on about in trivia. I'm talking about real news. And everything that really affects the general populations is secret. The big deals made by the corporate systems that run in the world today and the banking systems at the very top, the very top banks, they run the whole world Make sure that everything's done in secret. And it's not your place to know. Getting back to the old Middle Ages, uh, nobility term they used to put on the the general public that say, it's not your place to know this. Mind your place. That's what we're being taught today. And unfortunately, most folks simply accept it. There's there's no indignancy at all in most people. They still think they're free because they can play at the moment. And as long as they can still afford to play, they won't grumble so much. And there's lots of entertainment out there for them to play with, and lots of things which they can do interpersonally, different interests and all the rest of it, that, yeah, they're all monitored, but the general public don't really care if they're being profiled or not, even for personality traits and all the rest of it. Therefore, as time goes on, you get less and less news, real news. And um, what you get, again, to keep this farce of democracy going, is special rights to very small minority interests groups and so on. Which are, is, believe you me, you, you, when you, you can't afford to feed yourselves, it doesn't matter what rights you're demanding as a tiny minority, uh, it, it won't really matter anymore when you're all broke. Because at one time, government was supposed to stand for all the people. All the people. Now I've been scouring for news, as I say, and it's hard to get a hold of. There's a mass of rubbish out there, but no real news. And what you're allowed to have, even to the ones that are trying to find some, is very minuscule, because they're in the same boat as everybody else. They're getting told very little. So I picked what I, I could pick for this week. And... It's not a lot to be honest with you, it's not a lot. And I could change it in entertainment and entertain you forever, and some folk are actually doing that, uh, but uh, that's not why I, I came out in the first place. I came out for the odd person here and there who was really searching for what was going on and why things were going on, all the things they didn't understand, they sensed them, often they couldn't put them into words. but. I came out really to try and help them stopping blaming themselves, which is what generally happens when you find out the system is kind of bogus and that carrot you've been trained to run after simply never gets any closer. Now, here's one article here, and it's to do with the Bill C-51 in Canada. Uh, It's not much really, but... It makes you think of a lot of other things to this particular article. This article says, um, Anonymous, the group Anonymous, says it cyber-attacked the Canadian federal government to protest Bill C-51. And then it says, this, uh, right below it, is no personal or sensitive government information compromised, the public safety minister says. Now, would they tell you that or not if it was compromised? Anyway, it says the online hacker group Anonymous has claimed responsibility for a cyber attack on federal government websites in protest against the recent passing of the government's anti-terror Bill C-51. Today, Anons around the world, to a stand for your rights, the group wrote Wednesday afternoon on an online post. It says, do we trade our privacy for security? Do we bow down and obey what has become totalitarian rule? Don't fool yourselves. It says the Harper regime does not listen to the people, it only acts on its best interests, its own best interests, I guess I mean. And it's a number of federal government websites appear to be back online after a brief blackout, including websites for the Senate, the Justice Department and Canada's spy agencies, CSEC and CSIS. However, it's unclear where the attacks have stopped, as government websites seem to be flashing on and off intermittently. Public Safety Minister Stephen Blaney said at no point was personal information, etc., compromised. And it says, um, the cyber attack and cyber security is an issue that we take very seriously, Blaney told the following question period in the House of Commons. And they keep, they keep repeating the same things over and over. We're increasing our resources and policies to be better equipped to face cyber attacks, where they're coming from hackers, from a group, potentially, that has said they did it or state-sponsored entities. Let's be clear, we're living in a democracy and there are many ways you can express your views in the country, Blaney said, addressing Anonymous's claim of responsibility. There are no excuses to justify an attack to public property and those that have committed those attacks we prosecute and so on and so on and so on. It says government employees have also reportedly had problems accessing email. Internet access and information technology assets were also affected, according to a statement by Dave Adamson, acting chief information officer at of the Treasury Board. As the government servers were hit, and so on, the Treasury Board president Tony Clement earlier urged users to call one eight hundred O Canada for help until full service is restored. When CBC News phoned this number, that the service operator was unaware of the interruption. To Public Safety and of course Shared Services Canada are working to restore the services Clement. But in the meantime, we're working very diligently to restore uh, these services as soon as possible. A CBC News query to Shared Services Canada was not immediately answered, as said here. So even there, the government's kind of mum on what's going on. But you think about it, supposedly, and even before they gave us internet, been used by Arpa and then DARPA and all the rest of it for, for NATO and you name it, blah blah blah. And then we got the internet given to us, and when they first brought out the internet for the public, they talked about information warfare would be the big big thing they'd have to face up to for the future, to counter all the uh, the protests, electronic protests that would arise from the general populations on what was going to happen to, to you know they knew back then that a big agenda to fulfill with many areas to to accomplish and 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 fulfill etc so they they set up all different departments to deal with cyber warfare and all the rest of it you name it now they, they have the best of equipment and hacker proof gear at the top for instance if you were truly scared about big nations, like official government agencies, foreign agencies, attacking you, you would be beefed up to the eyeballs with every gadget and gizmo possible to stop being hacked. And yet, this other group, this this little you kind of loose knit group of people, supposedly got through and hacked. I really wonder about it. I have to wonder about that. Because if they can do it, any nation that's supposed to be a rising possible enemy in the future could do it a lot better than that, surely, with all the gear they would have. And all the best uh, hackers possible recruited on board to do so. So it doesn't give you a lot. If it was true, then it doesn't give you a lot of um, faith in, your, in any information system, does it? So anyway, that's what they're saying happened, and no doubt there'll be a reason behind even saying it in the first place. And and a lot of consequences will come out of it, too, uh, and new laws, etc., etc. And then another article on the same thing to do with the Bill C-51. Uh, As to do with Vancouver, British Columbia. The government's Anti-Terrorism Act was given royal assent one week ago. Many provisions of the bill are now in force, but even with the Governor-General's signature, C-51 is something of an open question, an unsettled matter of policy and politics. On Wednesday, for instance, the Canadian press reported recently disclosed documents that raised questions about what changes had to be made to allow for government departments to share information. A controversial element of C fifty one was that was flagged by the Privacy Commissioner as a point of concern. Last week, a day before the bill received royal assent, anonymous hackers overwhelmed government websites to protest the anti-terror act. In a recent runoff interviews it says Liberal leader Justin Trudeau has had once again to defend his party's position on the bill. Cause he went for it too. He's he's all for it. So most of the public don't even know what it is, Bill C-51. And that's the way they'll really like this, to, to be at the top as well. And then three arrested during Bill C-51 protest in Halifax. Uh, lots of protests about it, but um, I'm sure it's not even getting much play in the mainstream media at all. And uh, then this article... Bill C-51, no prosperity without security, Stephen Blaney says. It reminds me of the term they used too, when they wanted everyone to, to go into the EU, oh, you get left behind, uh, and you'd be poor. You understand, why obfuscate the point? Well, the whole point is to obfuscate the point, no prosperity without security. As his Public city Minister Stephen Blaine told the Senate's National Security Committee Monday that his anti-terrorism bill, C-51, is needed more than ever after 10 Quebecers were stopped from leaving to join militants abroad. Well, they know who's Islamic and who's not in Canada. Why does the whole of Canada have to be dug into? It's because that is the future. Everyone must be completely predictable, and it's a system which becomes totalitarian. That's why. So, I'll put that article up as well. And also, the one, too, even from Wikipedia, it gives you an idea of some of what it's about. And it says the article contains wording that promotes a subject in a subjective manner without imparting real information. Huh? Uh, isn't most things that you see today like that? This is an act, an act of security of current information sharing act and the secure air travel act to amend the criminal code, the Korean security intelligence service act and the immigration and refugee protection act and to make related and consequential amendments to other acts, which is a broad, basically is a broad road, that one, to make related and consequential amendments to other acts. I'll put that up anyway. It says uh, that means over a dozen Canadian laws, including the criminal code, to permit Canadian government agencies to share information about individuals easily. It also broadens the mandate of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. It's the first comprehensive reform of this kind since 2001. And, and so on and so on it goes. But the thing is, we just can't get all the details of anything. It's not just getting done in in one country, this is across the board in all the countries as you well know. The same techniques are used and often in the US and elsewhere you get these giant omnibus bills that no one could possibly read. And all politicians too are told to say vote on it even though they can't read it. I mean, this is representation supposedly for you, through politicians. Thousands and thousands of pages long A lot of these things And in them they sink a lot of other things That have nothing to do with the supposed topic at all This is the new kind of government we have Or new governance as, as they call it As I say at the top This other article too was on about the, the TPP It's interesting because I mean It's from the uh, Ralph Nader that's the, the far lefty sort of thing but it says, 10 reasons that the TPP is not a progressive trade agreement. History shows the very opposite of progress, nader, when it comes to these democratic sovereignty, shredding and job-exporting corporate-driven trade treaties, unless progress is referring to fulfilling the deepest wishes of runaway global corporations. Well, that's true. He says, we have an opportunity to set the most progressive trade agreement in our nation's history. It states on barkabama.com. The website of the President's Organising for Action campaign. One must seriously question what President Obama and his corporate allies believe to be the definition of progressive when it comes to this grandiose statement. History shows the very opposite of progress when it comes to these democratic, sovereignty shredding and job export and corporate driven trade treaties, unless progress is referring to fulfilling the deepest wishes of runaway global corporate race. same thing again, it's repetition. Such is the North American Free Trade Agreement and the World Trade Organization, uh, WTO, to set our country's progress back through large job-draining trade deficits, downward pressure on wages, extending big pharma's patent monopolies to raise consumers' medicine prices just in time again for Obamacare and so on, floods of unsafe imported food, and undermining or freezing consumer environmental rules. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is formally described as a trade and foreign investment agreement between 12 nations. It's always 12 when they start these, these things off, isn't it? With the EU, they still have 12 uh, stars on the flag, even though there's many more countries. Uh, because they always stick with, with what they've got at the beginning. And they always pick 12. And it names them all. And it includes two, by the way, apart from uh, Canada and the States. Australia, Brunei, Chile. Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and Vietnam. The White House is now pressuring Congress to fast track through the TPP. And the fast track must has been done actually, fast track authority, a congressional procedure to limit time for debate and prohibit amendments to proposed legislation or even passed in the Senate. And it tells you why it's not for progressive trade agreements. And it's quite a long article, but I'm not going to read it all either. But for those who care, it's good to be at least informed till you comprehend what's kind of going on. And with more comprehension of things, your your mind and the way you think will change as well. The whole point of living is to, really, <laughs> it's like being born at the bottom of the ocean. And your whole life, your goal is to get up to the surface and see the light above you and breathe the air. Most folk never get there today. There's so much going against it, so much. Another article too, it says that Putin reaffirms Russia's support for Syria's Assad. It says that Putin showed no sign of wavering his policy of trying to shield Assad from pressure from the West in a four and a half year old conflict that's killed more than 200,000 people and displaced millions. Our fear is that Syria could plunge into the same situation as Libya and Iraq, Putin said, in response to questions at Russia's annual economic forum in St. Petersburg. Remember, too, that it was Al-Qaeda initially that was supposed to go in after Libya and finish off Syria, too, because that was on the list of the countries to be taken out, according to the, the New American Century, or the Project for the New American Century, they called it published in the 90s, that all the countries have been taken out so far, but they wanted Syria taken out too and when Russia stepped in, when, but with but Putin saying, oh hey, enough of this, they kind of backed off, next thing you knew, you suddenly had from Al-Qaeda, it became ISIS you know, it was a brand new group, it was the same group, getting funded by the West and so on, but uh, they still want Syria taken out that's uh, important for them And it says, Putin said the U.S. policy to counter Islamic states, which controls large areas of Iraq and Syria, has so far had lamentable and tragic consequences. The U.S. supports Iraq and supports the army. With two or three strikes, ISIS has captured so many arms uh, that now ISIS is armed better than the Iraqi army. And all this is happening with support of the United States, he said. Washington has backed rebels seeking to oust Assad and is now trying to build a moderate Syrian opposition. What a joke. Moderate Syrian. To fight IS. Putin reiterated Russia's line that it's up to the Syrian people to decide the fate of Assad. Adding Russia would not call on him to step down, but he said Russia would urge Assad to work with a healthy opposition on political reforms. On Iran, Putin said he believed world powers and Islamic Republic would soon sign an agreement curbing Tehran's nuclear program in exchange for easing sanctions. I think the signing should take place in the near future, he said. Adding implementation of the agreement would take about six months. And that's what it says about Syria. Everyone's forgotten about Syria. News that's always way over there somewhere becomes unreal to people, and more unreal as time goes on. And folk are getting slaughtered across the planet, often with funding from the West to buy all the arms and ship them in and all the rest of it for various political objectives and geopolitical objectives. The big corporations already have have mapped out Exactly what they want from Syria What they want for free, of course As they did with Iraq With all the oil fields, etc It's rather sad, isn't it? How easily people at home can be blinded By very good propaganda And yet, in times gone by If any other nation did that You're Politicians be screaming murder But those guys over there are doing it to Those other people over there It's rather sad isn't it And news today is so obscured By the changing terms To throw you off what you already know And to confuse you That's the idea behind it too Now, if you look at those who were put into leadership positions in some of those countries in the past, like Iraq and Hussein and all the rest of it too, they were awfully useful to the West for a long time during the Cold War. And they were armed and, and, and so on. Well-armed too. But once the usefulness is over, they're demolished ruthlessly. Absolutely ruthlessly. And it puts in mind what Napoleon said about, I think it was England, he said, yeah, perfidious England. Uh, they could be your ally one minute and be all pally with you and suck up to you and give you money or even arm you, and then they'd turn on you and slaughter you when your usefulness was over. Now you think about the future. And all of these thousands of supposed jihadists, do you think any of them are going to have a normal life if there's even an after it's all finished idea? Do they ever think about the future? Because believe you me, they will be hunted down, obviously, by the West. They always do. Every last one of them. And completely eradicated. Yet at the moment, a lot of them, of course, the were al-Qaeda and anti-ISIS still getting financed through some of the Western uh, shadow agencies and so on. Really think that the, the big boy's with you, big brother's with you. Big brother, big brother has other plans, of course. And he would never dream to allow anyone who's fighting for some utopian ideal of whatever it is they think that they're going to get. Uh, never allow them to continue afterwards. Never. Because when their ideal doesn't materialize, they'll cause trouble or demonstrate, or even worse, and so they'll deal with them long before that. You know, the, the old saying is if you lie down and, and see an, an animal burn, you get fleas. And it happens. The one thing you'll learn from history, is that there's always been a dominant minority ruling countries, and they're generally the wealthiest people in the nation, and they've used armies down through centuries at times to get more money for themselves, not for the nation, but for themselves. But the nation idea, they they simply recruit uh, soldiers every generation and send them off as numbers to get slaughtered in wars to fight for their their foreign interests, the ones the new acquisitions, you might say. It's never changed. Never ever changed. And what we always know too is they're utterly ruthless. Always ruthless with allies. It gets very boring saying over and over again over many years that we're living through a script. Because we don't simply find ourselves in difficulty and some crisis comes out of the blue what happens is planned that way and crises are needed to get the big plans through and that's how the public uh, accept the changes which are often detrimental to themselves for, for safety of whatever it happens to be or even austerity when it comes in big time so what they, they had to do to save us and that's how the big plans get through. You see, it's quite simple to do it that way. things that are planned I've noticed this over and over by the big institutions of the world, which all work together as one, and they've planned years and years and years and years ahead of things. They will not drop it because the public don't want something to go through. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, folks. That's how it really works at the top. So your idea of what life is in a system has to radically alter and see for what it really, really is. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek as they pretend to to represent you at the top and it's tongue-in-cheek for you to pretend that this guy that you're going to vote for is going to change things for the, the good of all, not just for corporations and the cabals and consortiums and all the rest of it. This idea of suffrage has been so fragmented because, again, big movements that arose in the past were for the good of all, at least that was the pretense of them. For years now, it's been tiny minorities or whatever you've been given. To bitch about, complain about and argue about That's what they've changed it into To distract you As I say from the whole idea Of the good of all We know that NAFTA was disastrous For the US and Canada The EU was disastrous For countries like Britain And other countries too And now you're into the further push Of this part of the same plan NAFTA is drafted into the Trans-Pacific Partnership and it's going a lot further too. So why would all that suddenly be a bit better for us than NAFTA was which was a failure and all the factories simply flew across to China or Mexico and all other places and so on. Where private bodies like the World Trade Organization Decides uh, all the big financial deals that go on Who gets to trade with whom and all the rest of it Who elects the WTO, who's in it and all the rest We don't know It's pretty well secret, it's a star chamber in fact That's what it was called when it first was mentioned A star chamber As the elitist Charles Galton Darwin said In his book written in the 1950s Called The Next Million Years He expounds on the fact that slavery has always existed down through time in one form or another. He said, and we, and he belonged to all the global think tanks of the day, he said, we are in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. And what does that mean? You don't know that you're in it you still think you're free. That's where we pretty well are today. You know, it's unfortunate but that's the news for the week. I won't go into all the gay marriage stuff and all that stuff. It's, it's, to me, that's the, the sidelines. That's the sidelines. Because the big, big things that affect the whole world's population are underway right now, planned that way, organized that way, by the boys at the top. That's what's important. And as I say, we're living through a script, and the script writers have no ear to hear what we have to say. Yeah, it can be depressing if you allow it to get to you. Some people get furiously angry, but anger will destroy you too. As I say, your purpose in life that I've come to conclude is to, when you're born at the bottom of the sea, try to get up there to the surface. If you've achieved that, you've done more than one in a million sometimes. Because most never know what's been going on their entire life long. And accept have accepted reality as it's been presented to them from birth. Now remember to make good use of the archives. Lots of folk do all the time, of course, but it's cuttingthroughtheMatrix.com, And you can find so many talks I've given over the years, lots of more detail than this one here. Which bring things together for you. So you you do comprehend how things come together, how things are interrelated at the top, and how well-studied we are, and where it's supposed to go, where it's been as well. Most folk don't know where we've been. And remember too, you can buy the books that are advertised there, and the discs. And you can send cash for them, money order, checks, or use PayPal. And you can donate as well for those who simply download all the time. It's all free, remember, downloading, and it certainly helped me take along here. But as I say, that's the news for the week. Really, that's what comes down to. I've already mentioned about the Pope going all out for as man-made problems for global warming and all the rest of it. But that was no surprise because I've looked at the man's history. So from Hamish myself. From Ontario, Canada. This good night may your God or your gods go with you.